It's the BNS in 20 Minutes or Less podcast. Your daily download of X929's X Mornings with Beckler and Shauna. A fine pair brought to you by Shane Holmes. Paired homes that keep your neighbor's noise on their side. It's Wednesday, November 30th, 2022. I'm Beckler. I'm Shauna. Welcome to the BNS 20 Minutes or Less Pisscast. Welcome to it. Had a good show. Uh, of course it is. Wednesday, so there's a heritage moment at the end. This one is about Calgary's first mayor, George Murdoch. Yeah. And we can't show you him uh, because this is a podcast, but if you ever see the dude, like there's one or two photos in existence of him, and he just looks like a dude who is not to be messed with. Oh, yeah. And the name George Murdoch, just such a good, strong name. Yeah. George Murdoch, big beard. Yeah. Just this look in his eye, like. Also, he's a big reason why uh, booze became legal in Alberta, and we became kind of the Wild West, so. Yeah. There you go. He looks like the kind of guy who got stuff done. Yeah. Although I'm sure being mayor of a frontier town is a lot different than being mayor of a modern city of over a million people. I would say so. Still, mm-hmm. looks like he's no nonsense. Uh, got a TV trope. Uh, tough question my brother asked, and we'll see how you answer this, Shauna. Talk a bit about astrology appearing in official biographies. Metallica announced a world tour. Terry's cranked. Oh, yeah. Got some more young people slang for you. See if you know this one, Shauna. A uh, bit of the controversy between the United States and Iran at the World Cup. Vancouver is just in the <laughs> in their glory right now. Oh, yeah. It's so good. It snowed a bit there yesterday, and the whole city's melting down, and we've been getting nothing but funny videos and, and stuff from people. So It's great. Yeah, we'll talk a bit about that. Uh, the goat of something, one of the funniest professional athlete names ever. And a type of snobs after your out-of-context clip of the show. Jason, is this a cop? that is such a cop, bro. BNS in 20 minutes or less. We got a message from Greg talking about how he's discovered another type of snob, Peckler. So he was saying he was checking out Christmas lights on Sunday, and he discovered that he's a Christmas light snob. So he says, I was pointing out to my wife about the mismatched lights, even talking about how multicolor lights are for amateurs. Also said that the inflatables were lazy space fillers. I don't know when it got so bad, but I'll try to be a better person about it from here on out. Wow, it's very self-aware. Very self-aware. Recognize not only a new type of snob, but that it's him. And it's totally true. And then he's going to... Tr- yeah. Oh, this yeah. Is a very real type of snob. Yeah. People take their Christmas lights seriously. Mm-hmm. Even like there's a constant battle at our house over what color the lights on the tree should be because yep. they switch, right? You can go white or you can go colored. The kids want colored. McKenna wants white. Yeah. Oh, I judge. I think I'm in the colored camp myself, but... I mean, I don't have a house to put my own Christmas lights on, so I shouldn't judge, but I do. When I drive around and I see lights on houses, I'm like, that looks terrible. That <laughs> looks great. That's just how it goes, okay? I'm a judgy person when it comes to lights. Christmas light snobs. snobs. Yeah. Oh, you've mixed soft white and bright white, and it physically hurts my eyes. <laughs> <laughs> Those multicolored lights? Only amateurs go for the colors. I prefer a much classier pale palette. Your inflatables are looking a bit deflated. (laughs) Why not just lay your own loser body on the front lawn and give up completely? (laughs) You've offended Mr. Claus himself with that belligerent display of disgraceful color. Do you even measure your spacing? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I employ a lighting architect. His name is Anders and his work with Shadow is simply masterful. Your lawn is so full of ridiculous inflatables, there isn't even room for Jesus out there. (laughs) It's a Christmas travesty. (laughs) (laughs) 
us in 20 minutes or less. Hey, it's Dan calling back again. I got a funny story that just popped into my head that I thought you guys would really appreciate. It Amazing. Okay, so back in high school, my brother's a couple years younger than me, and I'm watching sports highlights as I did quite a bit, as I do quite a bit, and hockey comes up and the old Sens goalie comes up, Ron Tugnut. <laughs> I have a Ron Tugnut. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> so my brother, he's in high school, and he he, he uh he giggles at the name. He goes, he goes, is that his real name? So yeah, it's Tugnut. He goes, man, that's hilarious. He giggled at it. And then, so anyway, nothing happens. The next day he comes back from school. And he goes, hey, he says, what was that name of that goalie again? I said, uh, which one? The one you laughed at? He says, yeah, yeah. Uh, Ron Tugnut. He goes, oh, shit. he says, I was, he says, I was going around school telling everybody it was Ron Yank Dick. <laughs> 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 He's like, I'm going all day. I was telling this story about this goalie, and nobody understood what I was saying. Yeah, I called him Ron Yankdick, and I was like, Oh my god! So oh funny. my god! He knew it was about pull. It was pulling on your genitals in some yeah, form. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, that, that reminds me of uh, Austin Powers' random task, right? His odd job random task. That's a, yeah. the concept is right. You're just a little off. It's fine. Yeah. yeah. I played basketball with the guy whose last name was Rats Laugh, and he used to tell people it was Mouse Giggle. I thought that was that's kind of funny. In the same, in that's the same great. Rate. I love that one. Uh, uh, that just reminds me of as a kid, and I was just real immature, and this one's not that clever, but Dick Long was our neighbor, and yeah, I just, good. I oh, always, no. as kids, like, you can't hear that and not chuckle the whole time, yep. so, yeah. You can't, yeah. Ron uh, Tugnut, he had the second funniest uh, name of NHL goalies after, of course, Darren Poopa. Huh. Poopa still Oh, my goodness, yes. Darren yeah. Poopa? Poopa like, still did you have to, You could have called it Pupa. You could have said Pupa. Papa? Like, yeah. No, it's Anything. Poopa. It's Poopa. <laughs> it's Poopa. <laughs> it's Poopa. It's Mr. Poopa to you. Good for him for sticking with that, though, rather than altering it, because I think I would have tried to, right? No, yeah. it's Poop. You heard it right. Poop with an A. <laughs> the BNS and 20 Minutes or Less podcast. This is real dumb. Uh, what's the best type of French fry? The goat? If you will, of French fries. <laughs> the code of French fries. Now, as Canadians, okay, we take our fries very seriously. We grow a lot of them, all right? We take massive pride in our East Coast potatoes, you know, the Cavendish potatoes. Yeah. Uh, not to mention poutine is, of course, tied to our national identity, whether we like it or not, and that involves fries. So I the Fries got, the heart and soul of the poutine. They really are. So... Um, well, I mean, this is this is very important. This is dangerously close to what's your favorite flavor of chips? Absolutely, dangerous. I, like, like I think it's I should right there. I think I should it's put dipping on dipping your toe into it, and it's basically touching it. Give me that radio hat on the wall behind you. Oh, okay, I mean, good, if we're gonna good, do this, yeah, yeah, I'm gonna yeah, get in the good. mood. I'm gonna put on that flat cap. We're really gonna do. Radio what's your again. favorite flavor <laughs> of fry? Oh, what's, what's the best type of French fry? Oh. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, what are my options? I guess. Okay, so we got curly, crinkle cut, shoestring. There's yam fries, of course. We have the waffle fry, mm. uh, a potato wedge. I would consider that a fry as well. Steak frite, even. Those are the flat, long ones. Canabac fries. Oh, God, yeah. Forgot about those. Garlic fries, mm. would that count? I guess. Isn't that just a flavoring? I suppose like, so. I would almost put garlic fries as one of my top, but you're right. It's just a flavoring, so never mind. Uh, waffle fries. I'm a big fan of the fry, <laughs> the waffle fry. I know, and that's not that's a rare choice, but maybe it's the Irish in me. I'm the wrong guy to ask because... I don't really like I don't really like potatoes. 
So I'm going to pick a fry that is the least potato we possible. Holy crap. This so, is the most ridiculous thing I've I know. ever So heard. I like a shoestring fry. Hold I like on. a really thin fry. Okay. I don't like a wedge. I don't like the thick cut fries where it's just straight potato on the inside. Can we back this up for a second here? Yeah. So you don't like fruit or vegetables. No. And then now you're telling me one of your favorite dishes is poutine, but you don't even like potatoes. Not really. And if, the, if the fry hell. is too potato-y, then this I'm not just, happy about it. I'm so, so sorry. That my brain just exploded. <laughs> so probably you not always the best order poutine and you would don't like potatoes. Yeah, when it comes with like, that's why I don't like a poutine with wedges or like a breakfast oh poutine God. made on tater tots because that's just straight potato. So you so. just want gravy and cheese is what you actually want and the fries are almost too much noise for you. The fr- But the gravy and cheese need a vehicle to arrive at your mouth and that is the fries. And that's the so. least offensive for you but you don't even really like fries. Holy crap. <laughs> Okay, so for somebody who I'm actually so so somebody who doesn't like fries, what did you say your favorite is? The thinner one? Yeah, shoestring would be would be my first choice. So <sighs> they're the least potatoy of the fries. I don't even. I can't get past this. What, he, what he loves poutine and doesn't <laughs> like potatoes. Somebody, okay, that's it. That's you're upset. It. You're so upset. I'm so upset What's, by this. That makes no sense. V and S in 20 minutes or less. Well, you knew we would be talking about this today. Yep. Yesterday, earlier in the day, our phones started to blow up with mm-hmm. people letting us know about what was about to happen and then what was happening in Vancouver. Yes. Uh, they got a bit of snow yesterday. Yeah, they and got a I, little bit of snow. When we say a bit, we do mean a bit. An right? actual bit. <laughs> just by our standards. Uh-huh. Uh, and the videos and stuff that are coming out of Vancouver now are just so, so funny. Yep. So funny. People just freaking out. And on the ground, I, d- I haven't looked to see how much they actually got, but on the ground, it looked like, I don't know. It was a dust. centimeters, maybe? It was hardly anything. It's you what could we call still see the grass through the snow, which to me, I mean, that's not that bad. If you can still see the grass, that's just a little bit of snow. Very minor. And there are cars sliding around. I saw a video of a tow truck in someone's house. Yep. A tow truck that ran... The tow truck! The tow the truck doesn't supposed know to how come to, to help. Mm-mm. Ran through someone's house. The front end is in their house. Yeah. Um, My sister phoned me, actually, and it's hilarious because she said, she was like, oh, it's it's about to go down in Vancouver. <laughs> She's like, it's freezing here. And I was like, what's the temperature? And she goes, zero degrees. Oh, and I was God. like, give me a break. <laughs> give me a friggin' break. <laughs> there, you showed me one picture. It was from a, a college there. Yeah. So this is from Mallory, and she messaged, and she goes to an online school based out of Vancouver. So she gets this message from her faculty about how there is a light dusting of snow, and if people feel they will be impacted in getting to class, they should let the professor know. They called it a light dusting, though, and then said, if this impacts you, it's a light dusting. And then there was someone who was like uh, very upset that the school would, would continue to hold classes when things were so dangerous. Oh, yeah. Somebody commented, I don't think this was a good decision. <laughs> And this is what they said. The weather is getting worse and some people live really far. Come on. Come on. Then somebody else messaged and said, oh, great. My husband, he had to travel an hour to go get our daughter and now he has to turn around and go back. This was stupid. I hope he makes it. It's a light dusting of snow. Yeah. Then there's somebody that was, uh, he had an umbrella. (laughs) All the umbrellas are out. The umbrellas are out. We have several friends of the show who listen from Vancouver and we said, please keep your eyes open in the next couple days for the silliness that you see because we all want to hear about it. We think it's so funny. It is amazing. Yeah. And of course, once again, if you would like to support the relief efforts from this terrible winter snow, what they're calling a snow emergency. Yes. You can text PUSS to 12345. It's (laughs) P-U-S-S. Pray for a slightly chilled Vancouverite, okay? The BNS in 20 Minutes or Less podcast.
I totally forgot to bring this clip up, but friend of the show, Heather, uh, lives in Vancouver and um, was reporting live from there for us. Reporting to you live near Vancouver, British Columbia. Winter has descended upon this small community. They have had to close their outdoor pool in the wake of near whiteout conditions. Our thoughts and hearts are with them. For Venus News, I'm Vanessa Softerson. Good night. <laughs> that is awesome. There's just a few flakes That's coming so down. That's so funny. Streets are bare. Had to close their outdoor pool. <laughs> Vanessa Softerson. But, but that is. Children do. Oh, money. That's phenomenal. Great work, Heather. Yeah. Thank you for that. Thanks yeah. For that. I'm disappointed I didn't play that on the air, but Venus uh, heads all get to hear it. So funny. <laughs> So while Vancouverites are digging out, huddled uh, in their very expensive homes awaiting the storm afford. to pass, <laughs> uh, you could move in sooner to one of Shane Holmes' quicker possession duplexes starting from the 490s. These 1,624 square foot paired homes feature large bedrooms and next level soundproofing. For more info, visit ShaneHolmes.com. Shane Holmes, the better way to build. VNS in 20 minutes or less. So I'm not sure how much of this you've seen, Beckler, but there are some tense moments going on right now at the World Cup between Iran and the U.S. I, d- I don't really know what's going on. So the U.S. soccer team posted an image on social media showing a bunch of countries' flags, but they altered the Iranian flag by removing the Iranian Islamic Republic symbol. And they oh. did that to show support and solidarity, they say, to Iranian women. Right, because there have been all those protests going been on there. a lot there. of protests, yeah. and it's been a big discussion. Uh, anyway, Iran, after this, demanded that FIFA kick the U.S. out of the tournament for this. Because they said it's completely disrespectful to alter a flag and mm-hmm. do it on social media and that kind of thing. And it's been a big deal. And, of course, FIFA was like, no, we're not kicking them out. But that's how this this all kind of began. And then just recently, uh, there was a press conference going on, and a reporter took a bit of a dig at one of the U.S. players there, and this is what he said. Tyler, this question is for you. My name is Mila Javamardi from Press TV. First of all, you say you support the Iranian people, but you're pronouncing our country's name wrong. Our country is named Iran, not Iran. Please, once and for all, let's get this clear. That didn't sound like a question. Nope. (laughs) Nope. He said he had a question and then there was no question. Yeah, he got to a question later, but he started things like that. And he sounds pretty mad about that. Yeah. Like he is... It's like he's taking it personally, hey? Yeah, and I mean, the the U.S. soccer player, he responded very nicely, just... My apologies on uh, the mispronunciation of your country. And then he went on to answer the question later, but I was just like, holy crap. Like, that is... It is Iran. You know, I, uh, I think... I understand why they're so upset at the fact that the U.S. altered their flag. Yes. Like, even if I agree with the U.S. for the reason with the reason for doing it, mm-hmm. I mean, you alter a country's flag, they're probably going to feel yeah. a bit slighted by that, right? It's true. I mean, so, a flag is a very sacred thing. To that's us. disrespect. It's disrespect for sure. But on the other hand, this poor U.S. player and the coach was sitting beside him as well, and this guy's just like, no, it is Iran. And he was Get saying, right. Iran? Iran. Iran. And most people, I think, say Iran, and I've heard that a lot of a lot of places, or Iran even. But Iran. 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 We talk about the pronunciation of, of these countries a lot, like even Qatar, right? Yeah, or, it's quit- a tough one. Qatar. Iraq. Iraq is or, another one. I, and some some U.S. news anchors, they just hit it so hard. Iraq. Well, it's technically supposed Iraq. to be. Iraq. Iraq. And it's funny because we, we constantly talk about that because sometimes if you say it the way that it's supposed to, but not the way people are used to, I'm like, 
that seems weird too. Like, yeah. What What are you supposed to do here? You kind of almost have to go with the flow. You kind of do. It can't be up to me to maintain the integrity of the pronunciation of mm-hmm. Iran. In Although Iraq, according right? to that reporter, yes, it's Iran. So yeah. from this point forward, Iran is what I'm going to say. Okay. Although then no, because it's going to sound weird when everybody else is saying it different. The BNS in 20 Minutes or Less podcast. I have some new young people slang for you, Shauna. Oh, young people things. Good. As a grandma, please yeah. educate me. This is good. We like to do this for a couple reasons. It brings our millennial and older uh, audience up to speed on this. Yes. And it also sometimes totally ruins the word for the younger generation, which I enjoy as well. Hmm. Uh, do you know what the term riz means? Have you heard riz before? Nope. Sometimes you'll go on a on a video on TikTok. Is it Ritz? Like no, Ritzy? No, no, it's different. Riz. So you'll okay. go on a video on cool. TikTok and like all the comments will be talking about Riz. Everyone will mention Riz. Mm. And I was like, I don't know. I don't know what oh this boy. is. So I looked it up uh, and it means like, it means like a guy's ability to get girls or to impress girls is Riz. Okay. There's also unspoken Riz where you don't even have to say anything. Girls are just impressed by you. Without wow. even talking, and well, I guess why, where does it come from? It comes from this. What's one, the etymology of Riz, please? <laughs> I don't. know. It comes from this one YouTuber and Twitch streamer. Okay, he came up with the term, or at least popularized it, uh, and now everybody is saying Riz. So you'll see a video on TikTok of like some guy talking to a girl, and all the comments will be like, "He's got Riz. He's got no Riz. Unspoken Riz." You know? Okay. Like, every comment will say Riz. Cool. So I didn't know that. So if you want to work that one in, all right. Riz, it's what what our generation might have referred to as game. You got game. Or if you're hockey adjacent, perhaps wheels. Okay. But cool. Riz is what the kids are saying now. Um, <laughs> have you seen this video? This it's from a video. It's a sound that's circulating on TikTok right now, making fun of how the kids talk. So the, this guy made this video and he said, you're in a thrift store and a group of teenagers walk in and then they start talking. Oh, fire, bruh. Jason, is this Jeez, a cop? That is such a cop, bruh. <laughs> oh my God, Jason, that is a lucky drip. You have to cop that. Bruh, you already know I've been a cop. It's like 2000, that's so old. <laughs> I was going to say the last one that I remembered for is Drip. That's Drip. the latest yeah. one that I recall. So, yeah, now we're on to Riz. Riz, yeah, we're okay. probably past Drip. Mm-hmm. We're way behind. I know, so far behind. I need to I need to be up on TikTok. I need to just go on TikTok more, yeah. I think, just to be uh, on top of these. For all I know, Riz is on its way out, and I'm yeah. just catching the very end of this wave here. So That's also probably true. <laughs> Riz. Riz. How does it sound coming out of my mouth? It sounds awful. VNS in 20 minutes or less. I'm guessing you've seen this announcement by now, Shauna, but Metallica have announced a world tour. Oh, yeah. And they're playing two nights in a bunch of different cities, including Edmonton. I th- I heard this like the scream yesterday, <laughs> and I was like, I'm pretty sure that's my next door neighbor Terry, next door Terry, <laughs> finding who, out about the Metallica. Who just team. saw that announcement and is screaming for joy. Like I was scared. I was like, oh yeah, yeah. I almost went out on my balcony to cheers him. Like cheers, yeah, Metallica. Metallica, hey, cool. See you there. Yeah, cool. So they're playing. Um, so they're doing this in a bunch of different cities. Uh, they're playing a Friday night show and then a Sunday night show. So there's a day off in between, and these shows are at Commonwealth State. Stadium. Um, 
Meaning that Saturday night Holy with no show man. is going to be absolute Terry mayhem in Edmonton. I hope somebody's doing like an ACDC trivia contest or something in the middle. Something like, like something that. just to capitalize on the Terrys that will be poker pitching in there. You're right. You're going to have a city full of Terrys that have come yep. from far and wide for mm-hmm. this show. Five Finger Death Punch is opening. Of course they are. Terry is just thrilled about that. Wow. The funny thing is that Volbeat is the opener on some of the tour dates, but not Edmonton. And I was like, there's going to be so many disappointed Terrys in Edmonton because... I don't know if Volbeat is bigger anywhere in the world than they are in Edmonton. It's true, like, but Five Finger Death Punch is huge for Terry as well. So I mean, I'm sure he's pretty happy regardless. Metallica's kind of a funny Terry band because they're like they're the best selling metal band of all time. Yeah. They have serious metal cred. Totally. Terry also just friggin' loves them though. Doesn't loves he? them. Oh, oh man. man, yes. The best part about this, the whole thing, is that the show isn't until August 2024. So not this coming August. But the following one, they announced this show almost two years out. I wonder if my next door Terry knows that. Because <laughs> I'm like, I don't know if he'll be around for well, that's a long time know. to wait with, with Terry. The, you just never know. With the way he lives? Yeah, he's like, the one who like lights his apartment on fire quite frequently. And I'm just like... Any Terry. They just live hard, right? They do. They live hard. I was thinking, though, they probably... Need, two years, Terry probably needed that much time to prepare his skinny body for... That's true. ...what is sure to be one of the wildest... Nights of his life. He's Wild's already weekends. starting to train. He is uh-huh. starting to train. Yeah. He, he cracked a beer and lit a cigarette right when he read the news. That it, and he'll be doing that for the next two years straight. <laughs> Getting that wiry Day in, rig day out. Just ready to go. <laughs> working it with beer. <laughs> the BNS and 20 Minutes or Less podcast. I stumbled across this website called Player Bios. I was looking up something about Cassie Campbell yesterday, and that's how I got there. But it had this very in-depth bio about Cassie, and it went for long, long, many, many paragraphs. And I found this very interesting because it talked about her birth, where she grew up, her family, and then her Zodiac sign. Oh. And then it went into her career, and the most important things to me, to be honest. But <laughs> Zodiac sign was right up there. And it was like three paragraphs of her horoscope what sign she is and was talking about that and what it means to her. And it's the strangest thing because then I was looking at other player bios and that was right up there for all of them too. So whoever writes and maintains this site clearly cares about Zodiac signs. A ton of importance on that. Thinks yeah. it's a very big deal and writes a lot about it. Comes before uh, her career. Career. The thing she's known for. The reason her that you're looking career for her, her broadcasting career. bio. The reason <laughs> that you're even there. Yes. Zodiac sign is more important according yeah. to these people. Weird. It's also weird because is it, I don't know a lot about astrology. Is isn't it just like entirely based on date? Is your sign not just based on the date when you were born? Yeah. yeah. So yeah. and the way the moon really and the sun that, aligned and yeah. Wouldn't you know someone's sign just by looking at their birthday? Would that yeah. would it need its own paragraph on their bio? Well, is, is it? They do the research for you in what, case you weren't okay. sure of when they were born and what that means. And it's yeah. a bit odd. It is a bit strange. I was just like, this is, uh, there's a lot. I just keep seeing this more and more, it seems, where like Zodiac sign is being placed with higher and higher importance. And I'm like, we can't help that. That would make me not trust the rest of the article. Yeah. You know, is the the rest of the information I'm getting here accurate if... Yeah. But it's a little bit concerning because I'm like, we can't control what day we were born on and if everybody's just like oh this means this about you i'm like wow i don't know what to do about that like hold in that baby he needs to be a leo i can't change that (laughs) v and s in 20 minutes or less my brother floated this question and i thought it was a it was a good one and a tough one okay how would you describe color to someone who had never seen it before someone who was born blind had no concept of of color in the terms of like visual color how would you describe it to them 
I mean... When the question was first asked to me, I was like, well, that's kind of ridiculous. Like, how do you even begin to do that? But then we got talking and I was like, oh, maybe there is a way. Like, you'd have to use one of the other senses. Wouldn't you describe yeah. it? Like, So how would you? If I said, describe green to someone who'd never seen green, what does green smell like or taste like or feel like to you? This also, I thought, translates really well to radio because, yeah. I, I mean, we're kind of all somewhat blind to it right well, now, right? So you can't see us. No. No, you can only hear us. Um, like green, you know, you'd associate maybe with things that are, yeah, like have strong odor that are green, like <laughs> grass or freshness or living things yeah. or... That's what I thought too, but do we only make that connection because... Yeah, but they would know the smell. Like if you're blind, you would still be able to smell what it, like freshly cut grass, for example, smells right. like. So you could kind of draw it to that. And that one's the same across across the world, right? Across cultures. Yeah. Like green plants smell a certain way. Like even, you know, blue is associated with, with coolness yeah. or coldness or mm-hmm. whatever. So that one would, you know, you'd say a cold, the brisk wind or something like that's considered blue or Dipping the in cold water into your, yeah, your toe into the ocean or something that's blue. Mm-hmm. What about red? It's heat, heat, right? Or I even thought like anger. Yeah. Like when people say you see red and mm-hmm. again, I don't know if that's just like, if that's the same across cultures or if that's just what our culture associates anger with. But, but regardless, like, when of I get you, angry, I do feel like a redness inside. Yeah, so yeah. But like the, yeah, warm fire. That's like, gets you warm if you're mm-hmm. hot. If you ever touch a burning element, that's that's red. It's hot to the touch. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's how I'd go about it. I don't know how else you, you could, really. Or, yeah, I mean, you or could use... Or one of the other senses like somehow. Like, taste, like... Yeah, like if it's something that... kind of citrusy, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, if they have, like, a yeah, strongness associated to one of the other senses, uh-huh. I guess you'd use that, but, man. It'd be yeah. a tall order, wouldn't it? Like, really would. If you have nothing to anchor it to, yeah. what do you? where do you even start? Where do you even start? You could just invent your own colors too. Oh yeah, it's uh, purple. <laughs> it's this, mm-hmm. it's that's real. It smells r- bad. Yeah, it real, real bad. Putrid. It's farts. <laughs> B and S in twenty minutes or less. Got a message from friend of the show, Jacob, with a TV trope. Oh, good. He said, "There's no way you guys haven't done the silent elevator break in the middle of an intense chase TV trope before, right?" And I said, I don't think we have. That's really funny. I don't think we have. And that's a big one. It's so it's funny because it's so common, I probably don't need to describe it further to you. Nope. Just saying that silent elevator break in the middle of a chase, you know exactly what I'm talking about. You right? do. That's how yep. common it is. Mm-hmm. Um, I made an audio version of it, which, just in case you don't, but here's the chase. I think it's supposed to be just a bit of comedic relief yep. in an otherwise tense moment in the movie, That's right? exactly what it is, yeah. And it always has that music very loudly playing like that, too, so... Yep, and the characters just, so just you know. sta- standing there, staring ahead. Yep. Not breathing heavy or anything, just waiting. And the other people in the elevator have no idea there's a chase <laughs> going on. They're just like, oh, hello. And then they go back to, yeah, running for their lives. Good TV trope. Great Good one. one. The BNS in 20 Minutes or Less podcast. A Calgary Heritage Moment. If you don't know the name George Murdoch, well, you should, as he was Calgary's very first mayor. Although born in Scotland, George came to New Brunswick with his family at a very young age. As he grew up, he moved yet again to Chicago, where he learned the ins and outs of the harness business, making high-end saddles and tack. 
George pursued this for a few years before the Great Fire of 1871 destroyed the business. George then briefly returned to New Brunswick before relocating to Calgary in 1883. This is where he opened up his own saddle business, selling high-end products to the flourishing Calgary community. He admitted that business was very good at the time and that he, quote, charged like mischief for his handiwork. His ad said that miners and ranchers' outfits were his specialty, and he also serviced the RCMP in Blackfoot. During this time, Calgary was starting to boom and was just about to become only the second incorporated town in what was then the Northwest Territories. At the time, a mayor was needed, and Murdoch was seen as a popular choice. In fact, in the months leading up to the election, many citizens of the area actually put ads in the Calgary Herald requesting Murdoch's nomination. One ad appeared numerous times from a total of 102 different citizens, and the ad read, We ask that you do allow us to place you in nomination as a candidate for the office of mayor of the town of Calgary when incorporated. We feel that personal interests you have in place constitute you a fitting person in whom to repose the trust of our townsmen. At the time, anybody over 21 who owned land worth $300 or more was allowed to vote in the first civic election, and Murdoch won overwhelmingly. Murdoch was also a big reason that alcohol became legal in Calgary. At the time, the Northwest Territories forbade the purchase of alcohol, but many Calgarians ignored this law, and Murdoch never harshly penalized those that did. He eventually defended the sale of liquor in both Calgary and Ottawa, earning even more adoration from his townsmen. He was re-elected back in 1886, however, had made an enemy in the process. A man staunchly against the sale of liquor ultimately had Murdoch removed from office. Jeremiah Travis, a magistrate who fined Murdoch and threw a local saloon owner in jail. Travis eventually was suspended himself and the law was repealed. However, Murdoch never had a major role in politics from that point forward. This has been a Calgary Heritage Moment. You've been listening to the BNS in 20 Minutes or Less podcast. Brought to you by Shane Holmes. Paired homes that keep your neighbor's noise on their side. Want more? Then tune in to X Mornings with Beckler and Shauna live on Calgary's Alternative X92.9. Monday through Friday, 6 to 10 a.m. Mountain Time at X92.9.ca. And don't forget to subscribe to this podcast and have BNS in 20 Minutes or Less downloaded daily to whatever device you use. Later.